about the inner meaning of Ezekiel's vision, Yechaskel's vision, about the impending siege upon Jerusalem, and why Hashem used iron as the sign of the siege. It wasn't, on the surface, the reason is, is that iron wasn't only the um, uh, emblematic of the iron wall that you can't leave Jerusalem, you can't go into Jerusalem, but iron is also representative of the destruction of the temple. Why? Because the Talmud says that the reason why you can't use iron in the temple is because iron was is used to shorten man's life, and the altar is meant to lengthen one's life. Because through iron, people hurt each other and kill each other, and so therefore, the, the vision of Ezekiel was not just about the seed uh, not just about the, the siege, but it was about the seed of the, the, of the total destruction of the temple. But we went further and we said, it's not only about the, uh, the seed of the destruction, but it's also about planting the seed for the coming of Mashiach. Every descent is for the purpose of an ascent. And so in this initial descent of the Tent of Tevis, what it's really about is not only the future destruction is about the future of the third base of the Gemara says in Gemara that um, uh, if if a person causes peace between a husband and wife between people so then nothing could um, nothing could hurt that person why? if the altar which causes peace between, between us and God uh, you're not allowed to put metal upon it you, know, you, you put something upon it that could damage someone how much more so if someone causes peace among people, for sure not, no harm will befall that person. So, iron represents something that can cause harm. And that's only nowadays. What does it say when Mashiach will come? It says, it says they will beat their uh, weapons into plowshares. Why, why is iron different than gold? Gold said a few days ago in the time, it says gold can either be used as a beautiful thing for the Mizbeach, or it could be a golden... Uh, yeah. The same thing would be said for an iron. Iron could be a frying pan, or, you know, it could be to hit Chassu Shalom somebody over the head. Um, it's a good question. Um, it, it's it the says, same thing going to be applied to the racks that are there. Why are we applying it? Uh, I, I guess the primary um, uh, usage of it. It's unique. It's unique in that it's able to accomplish this. It's unique in the able to able to hurt people. But on the other hand, in other words, it has a unique ability to do this. Um, unlike um, gold, where it says the gold is unique in that it was meant for the temple. The whole reason gold was was created was in order to beautify the temple. For us. The, the world wasn't deserving of gold. Why did God give us the gold? It was just to beautify the temple. Uh, you probably heard the story about the guy who read his obituary. Um, this, well, I don't remember his name. Maybe you remember his name. Uh, the one guy built diamond dynamite, and so oh, it was it, Alfred Nobel. Alfred Nobel, thank you. And so his brother died. And when his brother died, um, they wrote in the the newspaper that he died by mistake. Huh. And they wrote the uh, something about like the doctor of death or something. They wrote something because because he yeah. created dynamite, yeah, yeah. and so he decided that he doesn't want to be remembered that way. And that's why he started the Nobel Prize. And to to promote uh, goodness and stuff. So, yeah, definitely, everything could be used in every way. But 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 in this, until the Eight Sahara is gone, the Eight Sahara is also compared to iron. 
Liyatzahar is gone. It's it's it is used to her people, and that's the chiddush and novelty. Mashiach, Mashiach, something that beautifies you on Shabbos. Can you wear them outside? That they consider clothing, and uh, it says Mashiach will come. The um, the all these these things that are used to hurt people will be used to to help people. So, and the Rebbe said we already see this nowadays. How how all the funding that's being used to that was the, the um, Rebbe spoke about this um, during the. Um, agreement between uh, Gorbachev and uh, and Bush or was it Reagan about about using a lot of oh, what happened over here using funding for um, that was meant that was meant for um, uh, nuclear um, not nuclear it was, it was meant for 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 um, enhancing the uh, um, things to hurt people instead using using it for agriculture there was a lot of funding that was diverted then it was transformed to be used for uh, as as something positive death will be swallowed up forever there won't be any tears and that will no longer be a a something that that um, is used in a negative way so when Mashiach comes Rebbe says not only will um iron be used outside the temple to prepare things to be brought into the temple as it was in the other temples but iron will be part of the temple the iron wasn't part of the previous temples, but it will be part of the actual building of the third temple. Um, it says, for example, in the uh, uh, there, there was there was there was a little bit of iron in um, uh, cut the sto- to uh, prepare the stones, but no actual iron was put into the temple. On the other hand, the Marzu uh, he says that they there were in the courtyards. They were they used all that iron, but but the question is, where do you see so much iron in the courtyards? So, but that's only regarding the first temple. Regarding the third temple, Ezekiel's vision of the third temple, we don't have a clear vision of the third temple. Because we have a clear vision of the third temple, so um, um, it's it's there's room to say that yes, there will be iron used in that temple, although it doesn't say clearly that's what's going to happen it's, it's logical that since iron is the, 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 what's unique about that the third temple as one yesterday is the, is the transformation negative to positive so the iron will be a major part of it by the second temple there was something called kala area kala area means it was this iron thing on top of it to like scare to scare birds away maybe a lightning <clears> rod huh maybe a lightning rod oh no there was little sharp spikes sharp spikes yeah, on top yeah, yeah. of it right by the first temple, they didn't need to have that. Why need to have it? Because it was so holy, the birds weren't weren't going on it. The second temple wasn't, in a way, as holy. On the other hand, the second temple was was had an advantage over the first temple, as it says in the Talmud that it was it was larger, and it was it, it there for a long amount of time, representing how the second temple was about elevating the physical world, and therefore it did address the negativity. It, it did address the fact that it had something in it to scare the birds away. It means that it was, it was more connected to the physical world. It was more connected to the, to, to the circumstances of the world. It was more about elevating the physical world. But still, iron was the major component. There was also something that was used um, in it, in the, um, in the, in the second temple, um, when the Hashemunayim came there, it says that they, they replaced the golden menorah with a metal menorah that was coated in wood, so so there was still there was wood there, there was metal there, but very little. And uh, by the third temple, on the other hand, there is room to say that it's going to be a major a major component of the temple will be will be iron because this is um, they're presenting the transformation of the negative to the positive. 
Okay, and this is very relevant <coughs> to um, to the idea of the tent of Tavis. The tent of Tavis again is not just about the seed of the destruction, but it's about the eternal Geula. So the um, tent of Tavis is a tenth day of the tenth month. Good morning. Um, the tenth. It's a tenth from the month of Nisan. Nisan is the time we left Egypt, the month of our redemption. And in the tenth month itself, it's a tenth day of the tenth month. So the number ten is very associated with Mashiach, because it says when Mashiach will come, we're going to have the tenth red heifer. We're going to sing the tenth song. The Jewish people sang in history, not just the Jewish people, but there were ten songs, nine songs sung till Mashiach's coming. Mashiach comes, we're going to sing the tenth one. The Jewish people were counted nine times. We counted the tenth time when Mashiach so comes. We start singing the nine songs now. Like... We should start singing the tenth song. The Rebbe said once that the tenth one. Oh, okay. So, so the, the events of the ninth of the tenth of Tavis are, and the iron that was used to to represent those events are about the trans. Also, not just about the destruction, but also about the the eternal nature of the third base of Migdash. That's something which it's, a, it's like iron that will last forever, and it was br- and it's brought about through the Jewish people being like iron in in the exile, cleaving to God no matter what kind of disturbances and things are happening. So this will bring us to the coming Mashiach, the tenth day, the tenth month represents the coming Mashiach, the tenth song, the tenth counting, the tenth the tenth red heifer, the ten lands. Israel until now we've only had seven lands of Israel, but there are three more that we will only get Mashiach will come. There's also a harp that is used in the Beis Hamikdash. Mashiach will come that until now had um, seven, eight, and it says Shechem says it'll have eight, however, but it also says in other places Ali Asr. Ali Asr, what's Ali Asr mean? Okay, is that that referring to the harp? Something else. What's Ali Asr mean? I don't know. Okay, I thought thought it was some kind of instrument as well. I don't know. Either way, so the, the the tenth is associated with coming Mashiach. Furthermore, what's Tevis have to do with Mashiach? It says about the month of Tevis. This is a month when the body has pleasure from the body. On the surface, it's referring to Esther. Esther was taken to the kingdom of Achashverosh in the tenth month, the month of Tevis, and Achashverosh was. Uh, favored Esther partially because of the timing that the uh, Esther was in, in the palace, because this is the month, says the Talmud, when the body has pleasure from the body. Look at note 114. The simple meaning of the body having a pleasure from the body is that they have intimacy. Intimacy is a source of pregnancy and the source of birth. What do we say before? We said before that the tenth of Tevis is seven months away from the ninth of Av, the birth of Mashiach. It says that when the um, Romans entered the temple, they saw the cherubs facing each other. The cherubs facing each other um, is a, is a sign that God favors us. That God is 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 happy with us. And the question is, why the, were the cherubs facing each other when when uh, the destruction was happening? The simple answer is, is although externally there was a destruction, but it says in the Talmud that, that halacha, not just in the Talmud, the halacha is that before 
a husband goes on a journey, he must be with his wife. So in a similar way, before the Jewish people were sent on the journey of the exile, they had to be remembered. They had to be, they had, God had an obligation to be close with us. He, 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 externally there was destruction, but internally, beneath the scenes, what was happening was, there's an expression of God's love for us, and I want to give you the, I want to give you Mashiach. It looks, externally it's destruction. But what Hashem is really saying to us then is, 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 is love. I want to give you something much better than what you have here. This is not what it's about. So, just like the beginning of Mashiach's birth is ninth of Av, when the cherubs face each other, so to the tenth of Tavis, the month when the body has benefit from the body, has pleasure from the body, this is a time when, so to speak, God had, had so to speak, a, uh, a intimate moment with the Jewish people at the time that when the siege is being set later on Jerusalem, that's only externally. But deep down, what's going on really is is that there is a unique um, connection that Hashem is establishing between us at that very moment. So that so so the the uh, body having pleasure from the body. What does that what does that mean in regarding to God and the Jewish people? Well, uh, go back to page Chafei, line number one. The body, so to speak, in heaven. What does the body in heaven mean? The word body refers to the essence of Hashem. Why is the word body refers to the essence of Hashem? Hashem has no body. The reason why the word body, I think, refers to the essence of Hashem is because um, there, the, the word body also means the essence of something. Like the Talmud used the expression, gufei Torah, the, uh, the, the certain bodies of Torah information. That So so the essence of Hashem, not the, the light of Hashem, not the revelation of Hashem, not the worlds that God created, but the essence of Hashem, the word body means the essence of God. He has pleasure from the body of every single Jew. This is especially relevant to, to the month of Tavis, the winter months where there's, there aren't holidays, where there's, there's a, just like there's, there's no sunlight uh, in Los Angeles, usually we could say there, there is, but no, there isn't. This week we have a good representation of what we're talking about. There's no, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not like in the summertime where there's more warmth. The, the fact there's no warmth physically means in the summertime it says that there's Passover and the Shavuos, there's two holidays, and the impact of these two holidays is that spiritually it's easier to serve Hashem in the summertime. On the other hand, the wintertime, the fact that it's frigid also represents that there's some kind of challenge that you're experiencing that you have to um, exert yourself to connect to Hashem. So the Abishter Hashem, Yaakar Beinah Hashem, Hashem is a special pleasure. From when a Jew uh, pushes his uh, will aside to the will of Hashem. So when is Haguf Nenem and Haguf, the body has pleasure from the body, that means that the essence of Hashem has a pleasure from a Jew using his body to serve Hashem, meaning it's not that when we're especially romantic, like the time of Pesach and Shavuos, when there is when there is a a, a, a lot of light and revelation, you're serving Hashem because of the revelation. Rather, it's your body. You're putting one foot in front of the other to what Hashem wants you to do. So, Yoker Beinah Hashem of Sachsidim. There was mentioned this verse, but there's a, a saying by Chassidim, simple translation of the verse is, it's grievous, it's weighty, it's heavy in God's eyes when His pious ones are, are, are killed. But another meaning of this is, it's precious in God's eyes when a Jew, unfortunately, has to push himself to serve Hashem, and he does, even though it's hard, it causes a special pleasure to Hashem. It's a, this is a time when the body has pleasure from the body. The essence of Hashem has pleasure from every single Jew. So this is true in the exile, but mainly this is what Mashiach is about. 
Mashiach will come. It's not just that we're going to uh, put one in front of the other, do what Hashem wants. We're going to see how the body has a higher source than the neshama. As we went earlier, that the matriarchs had a higher source than the patriarchs, and the maidservants had a higher source even than the matriarchs. And so to the body has a higher source than the neshama. So Mashiach comes, we're going to see how the body itself is chosen by Hashem and has a higher and deeper connection than the neshama. Will come, the body will nourish the soul. And more atzmos, the essence of Hashem, will, so to speak, have pleasure from the body. What that means is that it will be revealed the uh, the divine source of the body, how the body itself is is godly. Uh, this is connected to what you were asking yesterday, I believe, about the... Um, when Mashiach comes, there'll be a concealment, there won't be a concealment. And the answer is that will be revealed the source of the concealment, which has many parts to it. Number one is that in order for a teacher to teach a student, to bring the information down to the student, he has to be a more gifted teacher to bring it down to a student who is less capable. To bring down something down to a college level doesn't require a, as great of a teacher to bring it down to a, to a first grader. To, and so the ability to bring it down, the Gemara says, only Rev Mayer had the power to give parables. The mayor was the most gifted Torah scholar. He was the one able to, able to give parables. So the tzimtzum, Hashem's hiding his light, that power of tzimtzum comes from a deeper and high power of godliness. It's easier, so to speak. It's a, it's a lower power. Of, the power to create darkness is a, has a higher source than the power to create light. So when Mashiach comes, we're going to see the power of the tzimtzum, the, the benefit, the power of the... Um, uh, the source of the tzimtzum, how the tzimtzum expresses God's ability to hide himself, how that shows God's infinity. When we see the infinite power of Hashem in creating the tzimtzum, in a similar way, the teacher has an infinite power of, of bringing down an abstract concept in the most, um, in the most earthy kind of parable. In a similar way, we're also going to see the power of the body. We're going to see how the body, unlike the neshama, which as a natural connection to godliness. The neshama is called, so to speak, God's child. It's, 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 it's obvious and it's, it's holy. It loves Hashem. You don't see so much the idea of God choosing the neshama. But a choice is really um, something that comes from the essence of someone. When you choose something, where is it? It's, it says a choice that you make, a free choice, and not because of the, the, um, the benefit of that specific thing, but you making a choice when things aren't, uh, when there's two ways to go and, and there's no, um, there's nothing pulling you in either direction, why do you choose one over the other? It has to do with you, it has to do with your essence. So the neshama has an advantage in that it is loves Hashem, has reverence for Hashem, it's God's child. But you don't see the neshama, the idea of God's choice as much because of its virtues. The body, on the other hand, because the body doesn't have all, all these virtues, why did God choose the body? It's because of God. The neshama is also chosen by God. But you don't see in the neshama so much God's choice. Where do you see the choice of God? You see the choice of God specifically in the body because it doesn't have any, any external things that make, it, um, that make it look good. So you see more the fact that Hashem chose. That's why it says in Shulchan Aruch, um, when we say the words before Shema, and God chose us from all nations, we're supposed to remember uh, that God chose us at Mount Sinai and says in Tanya, what did God choose? <coughs> says the al he chose our bodies which look like, which are similar to non-Jewish bodies. No difference in the Jewish body and non-Jewish body. And that's why you see more in, in the Jewish body the idea that God chose us. In the Shem, we don't see a choice. Of course in the Shem is 
is, is beloved. So when Mashiach will come, we're going to see the, how the essence of Hashem is as a relationship to the body of the Jew. And therefore, it says, Mashiach will come, the body, Hashem, the essence of Hashem, will have benefit from, from the body, from the body of every Jew. He will have pleasure, it will be revealed, the, the, the godliness of, and not just the godliness, but the, the superior um, connection to godliness, the body has more than the Hashem. Okay, line, line number six. This is especially relevant this year. When the tent of Tevis falls out on a Tuesday. Tuesday is a day, which is, the Torah says about Tuesday, it's a day of double good. Um, besides the fact that this week, um, the elevation of the tent of Tevis is on Shabbos, and Shabbos right precedes the 15th of Tevis when the moon is full. So that means the perfection of the month of Tevis is um, associated with this week as well. Because it, the, the week is elevated, the 10th of Tevis is elevated to Shabbos, which is right before the 15th, which is the highest point of the month. Besides that, the 10th of Tevis falls out on a Tuesday. Why is Tuesday relevant? Why does it say about Tuesday, it's a day of double good? What was so good about Tuesday? By the way, doesn't it feel like Monday every day this week? <laughs> just me. Anyways. Hapam why did God say twice it was good on the second day, of, on the third day of creation? It was because God created on the second day, on the third day of creation, He created um, trees. He created seeds that produce vegetation, that will produce more trees and produce more fruit. Um, so, the of Hashem planting a seed is very relevant to what we're just talking about. Look at number 13. This is very relevant to Tuesday when the tenth of Tevis um, occurs this year, and when the, the year is set up this way, you see how the tenth of Tevis is about planting the seeds for redemption. How the beginning of the destruction is the beginning of the Geula. It's the beginning of the redemption. Just like when you plant a seed, the seed planting the seed includes within that, within that moment the whole growth of the tree. It's from the planting of the seed. It's known the exile is compared to planting a seed. As it says in the Torah, God says, I will plant for myself in the earth. It's referring to the exile. God will plant the Jewish people in the earth, in the exile. And through this, by planting us in the earth, planting us in the exile, there will be a huge produce. Why is a person plant? He only plants because he wants to produce so much more. And not just so much more, it's not just that a little, a few seeds produce a whole field, but more that those, that field produces more seeds, that produce more fruit, that produce fruit of fruit until it doesn't stop. So it goes on forever. So too, the idea of Tuesday, Hashem planting the seed, is very relevant to the 10th of Tevis, Hashem beginning the destruction of the base of Nigdash, wasn't just the beginning of the destruction, it was planting the seed for the future of the everlasting goodness of Mashiach. So the double good of Tuesday isn't just about the planting the seed, it's about the goodness of the true and complete Geula, the goodness of the building of Besamigdash, the eternal Geula, the eternal Besamigdash, the third Geula, the third Besamigdash, 
the Tuesday is the third day of the week, and it is a day when Hashem planted the seed for the third Gula, the third base of Mikdash, and the coming of Mashiach is also called in 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 Kabbalah and Hasidus the third day. There's a verse that says, "On the third day, God will lift us to live before Him." That's referring to the time of the resurrection of the dead. So number three, Tuesday, the day when Hashem planted the seed for fruits, is also the um, emblematic of what the Tenth of Tavis is about, planting the seed, not just of the destruction, but of planting the seed for the Gula. Any questions or comments? What do we do today in short? In short today we learned was the meaning of Tavis, the meaning of the Tenth of Tavis, the meaning of Tuesday. What do we say Tavis is about? Tavis is about when the body has pleasure from the body, and it's about the coming of Mashiach when God will have pleasure from our the physical part of the of the Jew, the, the body. Number ten, ten of ten. This tenth of Tavis is the tenth day of the tenth month. Is emblematic of the coming of Mashiach, which has the tenth song and the tenth um, the tenth song and the tenth counting and 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 the tenth red uh, heifer. And uh, the ten lands of Israel, and Tuesday is the day where Hashem planted the seeds of all vegetation, representing how the tenth of Tavis wasn't just the beginning of the planting the seed of the destruction, but planting the seed of the growth, the fruit of the coming Mashiach. Any questions? No, we got it. We're good. All right, Mr. Shikach.